Hi everyone, welcome to Luxury Voices, the podcast about the luxury world in Asia with a focus on the greater China market. I am Joanne Tang, your host, founder and CEO of Infinite Luxury Group. In this podcast, we converse about all layers and segments of luxury, from lifestyle, travel, to hospitality trends. I will interview key players of the luxury industry from all corners of the globe. We will talk about their initiatives and experiences in conquering the Asian luxury consumer. Discover how leading luxury executives handle this growing market, where luxury spending is the highest in the world, and gain a wealth of knowledge to harness this ever-promising luxury market. Our luxury voice today is Maria Linares, tourism counselor for Tour Spain. Maria developed almost her entire professional career in the public and institutional communication sector. After working in the organization of the international news coverage of the president of the Spanish government in the Secretary of State for Communication, she worked for five years in China and five in Russia as head of communication for the Embassy of Spain. In September 2020, Maria returned to Beijing as tourism counselor, joining the Turispana team. Maria, it's a great pleasure to have you here on Luxury Voices. How have you been? Well, great. Thank you very much, Joanne. Everything is going perfectly here and we keep working and preparing the branding of Spain for when the market reopens. Fantastic. Before we start the core of our conversation, what does the word luxury mean to you, Maria? Well, for me personally, luxury means simple and perfect. I mean, not noticing that luxury is going on, but what I experience when when I feel the luxury around could be totally different to whoever can think as a luxury, because I think as a luxury experience, right? I mean, I think that the what luxury is today is about the perfect experience for a concrete person, you know, it's about experiences, the, the exceptional, the unique. So what it is for me cannot be what luxury is for you. And that is completely right and perfect. And maybe some more extravagant experience could be luxury for other ones, something more focused in shopping, something more co- focused on uh, hotels or food or gastronomy. That's what luxury is, is about now in the industry, right? It's about tailor-made experiences and what make you feel unique. Thank you for sharing, Maria. This is your second time living in China. You were already in Beijing several years ago for the Spanish embassy, and you returned late 2020 when the pandemic was raging outside of China to join the Tour Spain team. Can you describe to our audience what is Tour Spain and what does it do here in China? Yeah. To Spain is the institution, the public government institution attached to the Ministry of Industry, Tourism and Commerce in Spain that is devoted to the tourism promotion abroad as Spanish brand, as tourist destination. It's about branding of Spain as tourist destination. 
I mean, my job in my first reincarnation in China was different. <laughs> it was focused on communication. Now I am more focused on marketing, but of course, both are very well uh, linked. And I am very happy to be back in China, uh, a country that I love to, I mean, do my best to promote my best professional skills to promote my country, even though these complex circumstances, because I think that we we will be witnessing the reopening of the market and we will be harvesting very, very good results. Europe in general seems to have learned how to live with COVID. Restrictions are lifted in most countries and travel is able to resume without many constraints. What is the situation in Spain right now? And what should a foreign traveler expect if visiting Spain today? Well, Spain is more and more treating the, the COVID as a, an endemic illness, right? As a closer to the flu than what early pandemic, the, the early virus brought to Spain. We have a very high vaccination rate, really, really high. It's 100% vaccination rate and the population over uh, 80. 98% vaccination rate in the over 80 and over over 70 and 96 in the over 60. So that means that the vulnerable part of the society of the population is almost completely covered. And that's uh, why we are only monitorizing right now these ages, you know, the, the 60 plus is the only the part and of course the vulnerable uh, population that is uh, monitorized every day to see how it's going to the rate of the COVID on, over there, how are they performing in the hospital, all of this is uh, what we are now focused. For the rest of the population, of course, there is a general observation, but the daily life has become completely normal. We have a very high vaccination rate in general too. I mean, 88% on, on people over five years old. So that's a very uh, high immunization uh, rate. Mm. And uh, masks are not mandatory anymore, but in hospitals, pharmacies, and public transport, that's the new norm now in Spain. And to travel to Spain, you only need uh, or uh, either a vaccination card and, of course, a filling up document about uh, your general conditions in, in terms of, of health or uh, a negative nucleate acid test or similar. That's mainly, more or less, summing up the necessities and, the, and the, what is required to travel to Spain. And unless the pandemic went bad under any kind of circumstances, we hope that this is the positive trend and we hope for the best so that we can treat the COVID as a normal flu, like 100% in the, in the near future. Great to hear that it's so easy to enter Spain. So it's just a vaccination card and then as well a negative COVID test. It's or, or. It is not both. Of course, it should be with a vaccine that is accepted by the, uh, by the Chinese authorities. We accept all of the vaccines accepted by the EMA in the European Commission or the World Health Organization. So that means that the Chinese vaccines would be absolutely recognized by the Spanish authorities too. Excellent. 
In 2019, Spain was the second most visited country in the world, recording over 83 million tourist arrivals. And in 2020, uh, would have probably been another record year without the pandemic. The China market was growing steadily year on year, reaching 700,000 arrivals in 2019, ranking just outside of the top 10 markets for Spain. There seems to be a great opportunity to grow out of the China market. Would you agree with this, Maria? Well, I would like to point something out over here. Yeah, it is of course. true that it's about 700,000 entries. It's correct. But our the competitors, France, Germany, they always recon the overnights. And in overnights, we are in 2 million point two. So we are much closer to the the other destin the European pop most popular destinations in Europe than it seems. So more or less, in fact, I would say we are we are very close. As long as I as I mean the data we we know is 2.5 million overnights in the case of Germany, so we would be very close. Of course, a little bit less than Italy and France, but we are not so far away. <laughs> but anyway, of course, our aim, our the challenge, the the target is to attract more Chinese and of course to attract to attract qualified and interesting tourists in terms of the well the, their interest. It's true that the, the Chinese is well known that the Chinese tourists is the, the one in the case of Spain, the one that spends the most and the one that stays the longest. So both both vectors make the Chinese mm. tourists very interesting, but not only it's very interesting for us because we have the sun and beach areas are uh, very, very successful among our European friends and visitors, but the Chinese tourists tend to be more attract, attracted for, uh, by the urban environments, right? City, history, art. So that's, again, even more interesting because it balances the, the, the general trend that we received every, day, every year from our European uh, markets. And also, although we are in this sense, we we uh, we have a lot to do yet. There is this uh, about the stationality, right? I mean, Chinese New Year is low season for us, although we have very good climate, so Chinese could enjoy our landscapes and cities with very good weather too. February, October, they are less, they are not high season in terms of European markets, and they are, uh, which could be high season in terms of the Chinese visitors. All these factors make the Chinese visitor very interesting for us, of course. Yes, um, the China tour is very interesting for Spain, but uh, as well, Spain is very interesting uh, for the Chinese tourists as well. So your Latin neighbors, France and Italy, welcomed over 3 million Chinese visitors each in 2019. So very similar numbers as Spain. Yes. Yeah, that is correct. I mean, we... I mean, we receive, we are the second destination in the world, right? So we receive every, we received before the pandemic uh, more than 80, 80 million people, right? That's why we don't count on overnights because then that would be like a huge number, very mm. difficult to manage. We are, we, we tend to count in a more like humble uh, <laughs> uh, version, but when we are talking about the long haul markets such as China, where the where the numbers are more reduced, it's true that to be uh, balanced and to show the the big picture compared to other 
other destinations and, and markets. If we talk about overnights, we are more tied than it seems. Yes, you're right. Being the second most visited country in the world, volumes of tourists matter, especially given that income from tourism represents around 11% of the Spanish GDP. In 2019, more visitors were coming from Asia, which partly offset a decline of travelers from, for example, Britain and Germany, who traditionally have been the core of the Spanish tourism. Considering that the Chinese luxury traveler has the highest ever spend per stay of all nationalities and that world travel will take years to recover, how do you prepare here in China to attract the lucrative traveler once the borders reopen, Maria? Well, what we are doing is keeping the investment. That would be the headline, okay? We are, of course, investing in branding. We are constantly focusing on B2B2C mainly. Of course, we keep the contact with the with the business, with the sector. We created a platform, for instance, for making courses about uh, and getting a Spanish tourism certificate about uh, the Spanish destinations. So that's the way we are like keeping the contact with the business, with the sector is about is through online webinars, workshops. Now we are having one uh, with the Canton office. We have uh, two offices here in, in China. One is in Guangzhou and the other one is here. The Guangzhou office is holding these days a uh, very successful, by the way, workshop and, and webinar all together for the, for the sector and the destinations back in Spain. Also, we, we keep, we develop this platform so that the agents can get this certificate on Spanish destinations. Mm. But it's true that now uh, there, uh, the, the actions uh, are more limited in terms of the B2B. And then that's why we are mostly focused on B2C actions. And then we are investing strongly and very committedly with the, with the social networks, with many campaigns. We are collaborating with many influencers, Chinese influencers that are based in Spain. And in, in this sense, I think that we are performing a good, a good job. As long as, for instance, in the last study from YouGov, that is the platform that works for, for Tour Spain in, in our headquarters. They, they do a survey that is based on everyday question to many Chinese citizens all around. The mm. first year in China, that is where we are mostly focused on, although we, of course, work in the whole country. And we are the first country in terms of, com uh, of consideration in the destination index of YouGov that uh, we are the, the first one followed by France, Italy, UK and Germany. In this sense, I think that we are doing great because it's true that, of, of course, there are uh, other vectors that you can study, you know, the call for action, I mean, many other questions. But this emotional question about who is the, the first country in terms of course consideration, no? I mean, they, they, but the, the first country that you consider right now, <laughs> I mean, difficult situation, maybe you're in a lockdown or maybe you're you're you feel limited on, in terms of because that's objectively, you know, in, in terms of traveling abroad. 
who uh, where would be the which is the country you consider the most no and then and then the, the result is that number one is Spain we are very happy on that and I think that's uh well that's a signal that we are working properly and investing properly and their branding investment has uh, results and of course we keep working to be uh, try to be in the top of mind of the Chinese uh, when the whenever the restrictions are lifted to be to be prepared for that very moment. Yes, congrats of being uh, as number one uh, position. That's a great accomplishment. Uh, you're on top of uh, everyone's mind when uh, borders reopen. I agree with you. A consistent investment and presence is definitely the key. Great to hear about uh, the branding activities, B2B, but especially B2C activities, uh, just uh, making sure that you're really on top of mind. And of course, yes, the uh, social media channels are very important, working with influencers that a lot of people like to hear from is as well very essential. Mm. What about in Spain? Is everything ready there to ensure that the Chinese travelers is catered to its particular needs? And can you give our audience some examples? Well, the thing is that, I mean, of course, we have not recovered the numbers of before the pandemic in terms of tourism. That's obvious. No country has recovered. But mm. it's, what is remarkable is that we reach the same level of expenditure you know that's why that's because the tourists that we receive from abroad are spending more and are spending better and they are most focused on uh, high-end experiences and on i mean maybe you are not in the post-pandemic era uh, the travelers who are traveling among Europe and even coming from long-haul markets such as America, they are not so fond of city breaks because mm. it's expensive, it's complicated. Then you have to investigate how is the pandemic in that country or there. Uh, do you need a, a, this kind of certificate or make maybe the nuclear test? Okay, but that makes some kind of saving, right, of that money. And then you can invest on a better experience, on a higher level experience, whenever you really plan for your holidays and you can stay longer and then you can spend more. And in this in this sense, I think that we are performing great because we are refining our product. OK, we are we can offer higher end experience. And in this sense, I mean, all the sector is focused on that kind of improvement right mm -hmm. so uh, museums offer better experiences more exclusive more unique also the the hotels all everything is like jumping no i mean there's a great leap towards a better uh, experience more sophisticated and more luxurious and there are many uh, infrastructures in terms of high-end of tourism of, of experiences luxury experiences that were prepared for before the pandemic because we were working on that before the pandemic that now uh, are ready and they are uh, exploding right and uh, that's for instance the Canalejas district in Spain we have a four season with a 
very big area of, of high-end luxury shopping experience with a spa, high-end restaurants, three Michelin star, all together in the center of Madrid that makes really a very high-end experience in the very core of the center of the capital that was ready before the pandemic. It delayed a little bit the opening, but they just opened these months and they are um, harvesting very, very good results. And in this sense, there are, there are a lot of different experiences, very high-end, pursuing the same purpose and developing in their rights in the correct way, you know, to offer this kind of experience. Also, El Prado Museum, they have started to offer these ex exclusive experiences for the visitors. Also, in many in the, in the Gaudi network in Barcelona, there are like, I mean, this necessity of the high end of the ex unique experience has been detected from the business sector in Spain and we are working on that and in fact we expect a growth around 17% uh, of the luxury market in the next five years. Thank you for sharing. Spain is full of diversity. It has a rich culture and history and something to offer for all kinds of travelers. I never like to generalize when it comes to the Chinese traveler's profile. However, from your research, what are your findings on their perception of the Chinese traveler about Spain as a luxury destination? And what defines Spain as a luxury destination for the Chinese traveler? You already touched base a little bit on uh, this subject, but maybe you would like to further elaborate? Yeah, well, the, the Guangzhou office made a very interesting research on Kotri, the China Outbound Tourism Research Institute, about the luxury tourism in Spain, okay? What are we doing great and we, what we have to improve, right? And one of the first questions was about Spain perceived as a luxury uh, destination. And one of the most interesting things was like, we have to work better on the 60 plus niche of the people, right? I mean, the eldest, maybe the senior traveler does not perceive Spain such a luxury destination. But on the other hand, the millennials, the youngsters in China, they perceive Spain as a chic sophisticated and luxury destination and that opens of course a world of possibilities because maybe they perceive the lifestyle of Spain as a very attractive very interesting also the gastronomy we, we are one of the first countries in the world in, in Michelin star restaurants our gastronomy is were well known and that's also a luxury a, a high-end experience right also we have many architecture that could be like Instagram like could be like attractive for for the youngsters right to have the to go, to, to travel, to visit us, to have the experience, to take a photo, to share it on, on social networks. I think that we are very well positioned on that. We want to uh, have to keep uh, loyalty among these travelers that are growing up now, that they maybe one year ago, maybe one year later or two years later, they are becoming more and more confident and they, they know better where to travel, how to do it. So that's the that's about the future, and of course we have to work better to I mean try to make the the senior travelers know better that we can be 
a luxury destination, that we offer luxury in all the, the experiences of the travel, right? In accommodation, in gastronomy, in restaurants, also the way you travel, also in arts, in the way you are visiting a museum, the way you are interested in arts, if you want to buy art, if you want to buy uh, luxury brands, uh, Spanish ones like Loewe, if you want to experience uh, luxury products in Spain like jamón. I mean, there are, we have to tell better and to uh, insist on all these things that we can offer to the to the senior traveler, but we are very happy to know that the youngsters are already in. Yes, good to hear that you are uh, tailoring uh, different uh, experiences for different kind of uh, generations and different kind of travelers because everyone experiences luxury in a very different way which is uh, what you as well explained in our first question yes in may 2021 you participated in the europe virtual travel trade show organized by the european travel commission in china all forums participants agreed of the importance of digitalization to help China's travelers to have better experiences, taking into account inspiration and pre-trip planning channels. How does this translate into actions you recommend to implement here on the market, Maria? Well, sure. In this case, is about making, I mean, helping the Spanish companies, Spanish sector in Spain, how to know better the necessities of the Chinese traveler, how to treat them better, how to make their experience better. That's a, a project, for instance, the, the Guangzhou office here, they are developing now, it's a guide for the tourism sector, for the tourism sector back in Spain, about how to improve the experience of the Chinese travelers. And that makes, I mean, the classical questions about the schedule, the food, the experience also in the room, how about the maybe the numbers, how to make you comfortable, how to yeah, make you simple but perfect, right? The, the my, my conception of tourism, okay, also for, mm-hmm. the, for the Chinese travelers, but also in terms of Chinese methods of payment, I mean, how to all the um, the signals in the airport, mini programs to to make the whole experience not only more comfortable, but just easier. Right. I mean, that's what, what we aim when we when we travel. Right. That we have we have our minds focused on enjoying the different experience. But if the little things of everyday are uh, easier and then in, in this in this sense the Chinese uh, payment methods would be something very very interesting too to booster to inform our destinations and also the retail companies to include this kind of uh, Chinese payment method in their um, systems so that everything is prepared whenever the the, the market reopens. Social media marketing in China is important and it has its very own specificities. It has a very big market with an endemic ecosystem, different platforms to the West and a different language, but an ecosystem that is not to be ignored. What is your presence today on Chinese social media, Maria? Well, 
our presence in Chinese social, social media, I think, is strong. And, also, and of course, I think it's a very high quality one. And that's one of the jewels that we are very proud of in the last uh, year in 2021. The two posts more uh, seen of the uh, foreign NTOs in China and the two first ones were, were from the Spanish NTO, okay, in a, in a ranking that prepared ground trail. So uh, the first one was uh, on the Sagrada Familia, Barcelona, yes. Gaudí Cathedral in Barcelona, was the placement of the, the putting the star onto one of the towers. Yes, that was beautiful. I, yeah. I watched it as well. Yeah, <laughs> we, we had, uh, we, you were among our 15 million viewers that we, wow. we had for that video and that we are very proud. Of course, 15 million viewers is really a record and we are very proud of it. And also the second one was uh, a post about the lifestyle in Spain. But not only these super successes uh, were something that make us proud, we also made live streamings from El Prado Museum that were had like the preparing post was followed by 1 million point five viewers and many, many live streamings from many from many cities in Spain that were from the small ones to the high end, very well accepted by our followers. And we are very happy and very proud. We have very quality followers in our social networks, in Weibo and WeChat, but also in Douyin and WeChat Channel, of course, in Douyin and, and Guayshou. And they are very high quality because they interact very well. We have real people behind that know our destination, that ask for information, that are really given, giving us very useful feedback, how to do it better, how to improve our relation with them. And really it's a very beautiful community that we uh, helps us to, to reach this first point, right? The first position in consideration that we highly value and that keeps us awake and to make the, our work better and better, yeah. Yes, a lot of companies and destinations do uh, social media, but of course, really doing it well is uh, makes a big difference. So uh, you mentioned high quality social media activities. I as well feel that all those uh, social media activities have to be somehow very unique or uh, have interesting angles, being informative, and as well that interaction with the consumer is very uh, important as you as well share. I, I may say that, Joanne, that I mean, we are in constant evolution. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, uh, since I, I just landed, we, we were like exploring the live streaming format. We, we were exploring the audiovisual format. We landed in a moment where the long posts in which it were like trendy. Now we are something really different, yes. different products. And we are very open to the, to the change and to adapt to what the followers and the friends that follow us are suggesting and are praising and are and, and all the feedback is taken into account. And I think that's what makes the social networks the most interesting tool nowadays to make this kind of promotion in China, because you have like a very open uh, relation with all the followers. And then it's like a constant communication among them and us. And then we, we, we just want to keep this good relation in the best shape uh, possible in the best health 
possible and that's what we try to do our best. Yes, that's great to hear. Yes, moving with the consumers, your followers is definitely the key. What was interesting six months ago for them, and now six months later, is already very different. And you know how fast China goes. When China finally reopens its borders, what will your plan and strategies to be reignite the market and boost the interest in traveling to Spain? Any innovative approaches to support Spain tourism recovery from this market, Maria? Well, the thing is that, and I think it's something shared by with other colleagues and competitors from other destinations, right? I mean, whenever the market reopens, we we should be very focused on the way it reopens, the speed the reopening takes. Is it going to be through bubbles? Is it going to be step by step? Are there going to be quarantines maybe at home? I mean, knowing the the conditions of the authorities here would be would give us the the path to follow. But what I would say is that the first thing is to focus on very good service in visa, and of course to focus mainly in connectivity. I mean, to recover the the connectivity and uh, to make the chance to travel as easy as possible, not to frustrate the demand. That would be my first concern. I mean, to put in contact again very quickly all the business here in China together with the business in, in Spain and also focus on the way to travel, to leave China, to stay in Spain and to come back. And in this, in this sense, it's very important to avoid frustration. So if I want to travel to Spain, I have to have all the things that I need before all in line, available and in an easy way, right? So that would be my first concern, and that's where, where we we are constantly commenting among us, my colleague Wanjo and me, also with our headquarters and the rest of colleagues. It's about connectivity and the way of uh, getting all the everything that is needed to travel. The must-see sites will always remain on the first-time visitors' itinerary, but there is a stronger desire today to explore further and deeper to less explored destinations, also to avoid crowds, having more space and enriching trips. How are you going to attract Chinese luxury travelers to discover those places less traveled? Well, that gives me, Yuan, the opportunity, the chance to share with you a data that we are very proud of. In Spain, the 85% of the travelers come back. Okay, mm-hmm. we are not a one travel destination country. Mm-hmm. We offer a very varied destinations, very rich, very different altogether in the country. So 85% of people that visit us, visit us like thinking about the rest of the country, the parts of the country that they want to visit when they come again. Of course, the, this repetition rate is higher when the, 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 the market is closer, right? Mm-hmm. It's easier to repeat if you live in France than mm-hmm. if you live in China. But even though we are 10% higher in China in the repetition rate than, mm-hmm. other, than other destinations in Europe. That's something that we discovered by analyzing uh, several sources. One of them is Global Blue. The Global Blue is the, the devolution tax-free uh, yes. in Europe, right? And they, they shared with us, they made a, a special research on that. 
and uh, they discovered that our repetition rate among the Chinese traveler before 19, 2019 was the, about around 30%. And with other destinations in Europe, it was like 20%. That means also that the one who repeats is more focused on luxury, for instance, because the repetition rate in Spain also is automatically linked with a double rate on shopping, I mean, like uh, higher end experiences. And then that what shows is that the industry works. So the, the, the traveler that visits our country and, and discovers maybe Madrid, Barcelona and some cities of Andalusia, they want to discover other corners of the country that are maybe very well known for a British traveler, but not so for a Chinese, and they are doing it. Mm. You know, they can discover the islands, they can discover the northern part of the country, the Basque country, Galicia, Camino de Santiago. I mean, there are many experiences to discover, also gastronomy, also the wineries, and the repetition rate in the Chinese traveler is very high. I am pretty sure that they will be repeating again and again whenever the market reopens. <laughs> Good to hear. We're coming to an end of our conversation, Maria. Before ending our conversation, I would like to ask you a few more personal questions. Are you ready? Okay, that's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> what do you miss the most about Spain while living in Beijing? Well, I, I do miss my mom. <laughs> uh, your family, of course. Yes. In this, in the current circumstances, I do miss my family and friends. But what I do miss uh, the most, answering to the purpose of your question, would be the lifestyle, would be the food, would mm. be the, well, the way the Spaniards enjoy life. I do love the way Chinese enjoy life. That's why I'm here for a second time. Mm -hmm. But it's true that I do love very much to the way we enjoy life in Spain. Hopefully borders reopen soon here in China so you can easily travel to Spain and enjoy a bit of both the Spain lifestyle, the Spanish lifestyle, but as well the Chinese lifestyle. Yes. What is your childhood best memory you wish a foreign traveler could experience when visiting Spain? I come from Valencia. I grew up in Madrid. So I would say I have a very beautiful memory in the, I come from a city that is not, it's close to the beach, close to the beach. You can, you can see the sea, but it's an orange tree area in Southern Valencia, close to La Albufera. All these landscapes belong to my childhood and I, to my childhood and I, I really, I really love them. The way the trees, the orange trees smell in spring and then the way you can enjoy all together in the same sightseeing the fishing the fishermen over there at the end of the of the sightseeing the rice uh, fields and also the orange trees enjoying a nice paella that would be a nice memory of my summers in my childhood and another memory would be as long as i grew up in madrid the retiro yeah crossing and enjoying the retiro park it's a very beautiful park now it's unesco Mm. Uh, recognized since uh, last summer we have the Paisaje de la Luz in the downtown Madrid has been included in the UNESCO heritage sites and that would be another very beautiful childhood memory yeah because it's a it's a park that was built by the kings of Spain in the 18th century mm -hmm. for them 
to enjoy. And it's full of very sophisticated gardens and very sophisticated constructions like the Palacio de Cristal, is the Crystal Palace, the glass palace. That is very beautiful. It's kind of a very beautiful greenhouse. And it's very enjoyable from very, very different, with different angles. Mm, thank you for the recommendations, Maria. A word quiz. The principle is simple. I will tell you a word about your destination. Reply with the first word that comes to your mind. You may choose to expand or on your answer or not. The first word, food. I would say mm, sophistication. Architecture. <laughs> architecture, I would say, mm, mm, mm. do you want an architect or you want to, I mean, I would say the first word my that comes through your mind. My husband is an architect himself. Ah. So, <laughs> so, so that's something that it, it's like many, many words in my mind. I would, <laughs> I would be saying international recognized. I mean, not only about cathedrals, about Gaudi, about the most known, also about very uh, highly qualified architects that recently won very beautiful, very, very important international prizes like Moneo. Mm, that's right. Nightlife. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> Nature. Inspiring. Wine. Discovery. Culture. Infinite. Maria, it was a true pleasure speaking <laughs> with you today. And thank you for being one of our luxury voices. Thank you very much, Joanne. It's been a pleasure for me too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Luxury Voices. If you have enjoyed it and found this episode useful, please share it with your network, like it, rate it, and help us spread our voices. You can find information about today's voice and the podcast content in the podcast notes. Luxury Voices is a podcast created by Infinite Luxury Group a luxury sales marketing communication specialist based in Asia. Please tune in for the next episode. Bye for now.